<coughs> says the Gemara. Says the Gemara. Last Gemara on on Isamaisabracious. Now this Gemara, this Gemara is of course on the same theme that you make an Isamaisabracious when you encounter something the way it was <coughs> when Hashem created the world. So first of all, Rebuta said, Arayama got a leprokim. When you see these things periodically, at Kama, what's periodically? We've been saying this the whole time. Once every 30 days. And now the Gemara now is going to talk about places in Bava, which obviously we don't know, but the, the concept is very, very, very applicable to us. So if you've ever been to, for instance, St. Louis, Missouri, so if you've been to St. Louis, you've seen the Mississippi River. If you go to St. Louis, you will not make a bracha on the Mississippi River. Because that is not the way the river looked when Hashem made my sabrashas. It's not even the way the river looked when Mark Twain saw it. It was dammed, it was walled, it was diverted, it was squeezed, it was, you know, played with. That is not Hashem's Mississippi. Hashem's Mississippi is contributing to it. It's not Hashem's Mississippi. Now, if you go to the Mississippi River in New Orleans, in the bayou, it wasn't touched, but the fact that it was touched above it, you know, it starts in Minnesota, the fact that the Mississippi River was touched above it, does that ruin your ability to make an isomysobracious on the Mississippi when you see it, for instance, in New Orleans, is it already too late? So this Gemara, we're going to talk about cities in Bubble. I don't know where they are, but the concepts we can definitely gain from. Says the Gemara. Says the Gemara. If a person sees the Euphrates River, a Gishra the Bubble by the Bovel Bridge, so Rashi says, up there, no one tampered with it. So you could say, But Vaidna nowadays, the Persians changed the bridge. They did construction on the river. They diverted the river, Rashi says. So since the river is diverted, you can't make the bracha there anymore. You would have to go higher up on the river, from Beishavar and earlier. So it seems from this Gemara that any time a river was diverted, changed, dammed, or, you know, walled, um, any change that we do to rivers, Army Corps of Engineers, any change from there on, the river is no longer the way Hashem made it. Suffolk brachas lahakel. Suffolk brachas lahakel. We're going to talk about that. So let's say you're at the ocean and they made some sort of breakers or something. Yeah, no, but you still see the ocean. No one's changing the ocean. You're still seeing the ocean. So the, the edge you're seeing didn't change the ocean. It's fine. You're not making the bracha on, on like, you know, that boardwalk that they made or that, like, the, you know, sometimes when after a hurricane they have to put a new sand back because it got washed away a lot of sand. Or sometimes it even out in the water they put stuff in there. Yeah, but you still see. You can see 12 miles out. Um, no, you have to go a little further back from Ihi Dekira. Again, these cities don't mean anything to us, but the concepts do. Rami Bar Abba. 
so there are two rivers in, in Iraq, in Bava. We know that's what it's called Mesopotamia, which means the land between the two rivers. So the other river is the Tigris. Haraya Diglas, if you see the Tigris River, Agish, Gishra, the Shivstina, before the Shivstina Bridge, Aymer Baruch Aysamaisabrashis. Now, my Chidekel, where does this name Chidekel come from? Omer of Ashi, Chidekel is two words, Chad and Kal. Shemem of Chodin, its waters are sharp. So that, I guess you could translate as crisp. Um, so certain waters, I, I never noticed this, but like people have like all sorts of tire and bottled water. The Poland Springs has I, the Deer Parks has I, and the Giant Brand has I, Dasani's Nishtahir. But so there's such a thing as water that's sharp, crisp. So the waters of the Chidekel are crisp, Vikalin, and they're light. Now I cannot explain this. Rashi says, if you take a container of water from the tap and put it on the scale, it will weigh more than if you take the same container and you put water of the chidekel in the same container on the scale. It's kalin. They are light. Now, oh, oh, that's a good explanation. That's a good explanation. That's a good explanation. He says that in Rashi or on his own? Yeah, I mean, the Rashi, you see Rashi says, Chodin, Kharif and Maya Vikalin, Lishkol Bimaznaim, to weigh in a scale. Vitaiv Lishkol Bimaznaim, to weigh in a scale. They don't weigh down your body. No, I mean, that's a, it's a nice, uh, it's a nice doctorization. Um, Nasan, I was thinking about you. Um, I met on Shabbos, my, my Shvagas Machotin wrote for Art Scroll. So I was like arguing with him and learning. So I was like, Nasan would be like, like mm. You, yeah. Anyway, so there's such a thing. We we have light water, but that's like in a nuclear reactor because we take out an atom, so the atomic weight is lighter. But we don't have light water, so I guess that's a good explanation. My paras, what? Where does the name paras come from? Shemeim of parin virovin. The waters of the paras replenish and multiply. And that is because the Gemara Nadarm explains that mem. The Gemara Nadarm explains that most rivers, there's nothing underneath them. They're just a riverbed and rain goes in them or melting snow goes in them. The paras river actually is a combination river and spring. That it's a river from above. And it's a spring from below. And this has nafkuminus for, for Hilchas Tevila. You, there's different ways to be tevil on something that's rainwater and different ways to be some tevil on something that's not rainwater. So the Paras River like, is fruitful and multiplies because it reproduces from the bottom and from the top. Va'ama Rava finally ends off Rava. Hai dechrifi b'nei Mechuzah. This that we find, the people of Mechuzah, are sharp. You know Why? Because they drink the water. Mechuzah is situated on the Tigris and they drink the water. The water is sharp and therefore they are sharp. Because they drink the waters of the Tigris. This they have, they, that they have a reddish complexion. Because they do Tashmish by day. This that their eyes dart. We just had these terms in, in Ksubis, 
in Dafyomi. This that their eyes dart. If you like, you, you can't get them to like focus their eyes. Their eyes are constantly moving. Because they live in dark houses. So since their houses are always dark, so you ever um, walk out of a room, like you, let's say you're watching a movie and you walk out of a room and like, you know, like it's light for the first time in three hours, you, you're like going like this. So the B'nai Mechuzah, their whole life, they're in a dark room and then they, they walk out. It's like, they're, they're like this. And their eyes are always darting. Okay. So the Mishnah, we now finished like five lines in the Mishnah. The first day in the Mishnah was Shasa Nisim Lavisen Bamakam Azeh. Then we talked about Oisimai. Then we talked about Kachigros Malayilam. Then we talked about Oisimai Sibereshis. We just talked about Arayas Hayamagadal Leprakim. The next din in the Mishnah, it's a very, very Nagea din. The next two Gemaras, or whatever, this Gemara and the next Gemara, are extremely halachalamaisadic. There's tons to talk about. So, the next bracha is Hatoiva Metiv. The bracha that we, we make upon hearing good news. So the best news that the Mishnah could describe in those days was rain. Everyone was a farmer, and literally your, the size of your crops was totally in how much rain you got. So rain... It wasn't like a question. It wasn't like an investment that may or may not go. Exactly how much rain you got was exactly how big your crops were. So when you see a gezunta rain, like it was this morning, when you see a gezunta rain, you make a you make a hatayva uh, metiv. Says the Gemara. Really, valik shamim hatayva metiv is the proper bracha on rain. Like our Mishnah says. Rabbo or Abraisa said. So now this is, is you know, universally true. <coughs> From when do you make a bracha on rain? Which means, if there's a little drizzle, you all of a sudden make the bracha. If there's a shavacha rain, you make a bracha. Says the Gemara, no. In order to get to the level of rain that's meaningful, that warrants a bracha, it has to be to the level of mishiyotza chasen likreis kala. When the chasen goes out to greet the kala. And this is, this is a, um, okay, Ben's not here, it's an onomatopoeia. Um, wh- what this is, is when you have, a, when you have rain, so first the, the ground starts dry. Then, gets saturated. Keeps raining, right? So this is how much rain we're getting. Keeps raining. They're puddles. So we're talking a lot of rain. Then in the puddles, if you ever watch, when one drop drops into a puddle um, hard, the water bounces up. If you ever like, like watch it very carefully, the water bounces up. So when you have so much rain that are already puddles and it's still raining heavy, you have drops of water that go in and bounce up, and when one drop of water is bouncing up, another drop of water is coming down. And it resembles, like the Svartim do this by, by a chuppah, it resembles when you have a chuppah that the chassin goes out, he's coming this way, she's coming that way, and he escorts her back into the chuppah. So this is just a mental picture that you're supposed to say, 
it's raining so much that it puddles. And when it puddles, it continues to rain hard. And when it rains hard, the drop of water bounces up. And when the drop of water bounces up, it looks like it's greeting the next drop of water, resembling a chassan going out to greet his cow. That's how much rain it needs to make, to make the bruch. That's fine. But here's the problem. My mevarchen, okay, what bracha do you make? Oh, my Reb Yehuda, you make the following bracha. We thank you, HaKadosh Baruch Hu. I'll call tipo, tipa, for every single drop. That you made fall for us. And added on, and this is a direct quote from the Nusach of Nishmas Kolchai. This is a direct quote from the, the description of how much thanks we have to give the Rebbeinu Shalom from Nishmas. This is etc. Even with all of that extreme amount of thanks, it would not be enough. And you continue, etc., etc. So you basically quote Nishmas from Ilufinu till the end. Thank you very much, Hashem. What do you mean, and not Kolhaidais? Amrava, okay, change it. Ema hakel hahaydais. Drop rave, put in hakel hahaydais. The God who is deserving of thanks. Amr of Papa, as he just did a minute ago and does ten times throughout Shas. Amr of Papa, Hilkach, Nimrinu Litravayu, we will say both. Rave hahaydais, ve'akel hahaydais. Like we say in our Nusach, rave hahaydais and akel hahaydais. Now let's just stop for a second. What does it mean, roiv ha'idais? It sounds pretty rude. Mostly thanks for the shalchmas. Uh, <laughs> That's not nice. What do you mean, mostly thanks? So there's two pshatim in the Rishonim. The Machama says that it's it's a lashon ribui. Roiv ha'idais hakadosh baruch who multiplies good and therefore deserves thanks. Raiv is not a lushan of majority, rather a lushan of multiplying. Or others say, others say it's it's a it's a like a title. For instance, when you say like someone is like the spitz something, Rav Hatabachim. When you say like for instance, you know, like there's the mall that, that, that bus crash happened a few weeks ago. The Rav Shefa mall. So what does Rav Shefa mean? A lot of Shefa. Rav means, Rav means the, it's a title for the great giver of. Rav HaTabachim, Rav ha, you know, Rav HaRoshi. So the Rav HaHidais is Rav HaHidais, the one who is the master of, of giving a lot of. So that's what Rav means. Right, so, so, Fine. If it was a correction, he wouldn't say "emo l'tervayu." Agreed, but from the fact that they're asking, ro, ro, it can't be. It's a good thing. It has to be. There's a negative there, or else he wouldn't correct it. Okay, fine. You mask him, mask him. But now that we include, 
<coughs> now that we included, what does it mean? You have to say Rav Papa Zalman meant something good. If he, otherwise, he would have just left it out. Right. Exactly. So, exactly. But exactly. Mara doesn't seem to have assumed that that's something good. I hear it. Yeah, Moscow. Yeah, Moscow. Where do we have right on the bus? Right on the bus. Like in Yishtaba. We'll see it later. I think Nusach Sfarad says Rebbe this, no? Yeah. Nusach Sfarad says it. Yeah. Um, Nusach Sfarad has some good things in, uh, in, in Nishmas. Like uh, they say, there's a Rambam that quotes Nishmas. There's a Rambam that says, there's a word in Nishmas, um, Nusach Svarat has that we don't have that. The Rambam quotes that in Hilchas Tztaka as a Pusik. If you look in Hilchas Tztaka, the Rambam says, and it's not a Pusik anywhere. He quotes that part of Nishmas as a Pusik. What, so who, someone just added it in? No, no, no. It's definitely part of Nishmas. By the way, I don't know... So where did it come from? Where did it come from? The Nishmas? There's, there's different opinions where Nishmas was authored. There's the famous... There's the famous apocryphal Zach that Paul authored Nishmas. Okay, we'll start here tomorrow night. 